0: You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 100.9. Two Boysport T- T- and 265 CG Tuscaloosa, a Townsquare Media station. One man to beat, you can forget about it. Touchdown Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the way. And
2: I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watch the the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I run it back to the same
1: (laughs)
3: Good morning. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. On your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show can also be seen simulcasting on Facebook at Tide 109. Martin Houston uh, fan page, Alabama Tradition, X's and O Sports, as well as uh, Alabama Tradition. You can also catch us on YouTube. At Martin Houston Live and on Twitter at Martin Houston35. All of those are going at the same time. If you want to get in on the conversation and talk with us, you can give us a call on the Alabama One Hotline at 205-342-9904. 205-342-9904. The Alabama One Hotline is open. Uh, for business, so uh, we can uh, get you going there. Or if you want to join us uh, in the uh, new and fad way of chatting with us by typing in your question and letting us know your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your ideas, you can chat us up as well, and we'll work that into the conversation. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning, and this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice, and be glad, and it takes some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. With that said, uh, I want to remind you uh, that you're always, once again, welcome to get in uh, the conversation. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Glad to have you with us uh, once again. Good morning, Mason. How you doing, sir?
4: Yeah, I'm doing great as well. It's been a nice morning, you know. I'm a this is uh one of the one of the rare times I'm not very tired for the show, so it's feeling great. <laughs> so
3: you still, I, I told you, good luck, man. If you can figure out uh, when and where and how, you know, you you can uh, get 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 accustomed to it. They keep telling me that it gets easier, but um, I hadn't got there yet. I'm still uh, not a morning person, uh, so. Uh, but I am here every day because uh, it, it's good to enjoy doing what you do because when that happens, you're able uh, to to press on despite how you're feeling and being excited about what you uh, get the Alabama, I mean, get the t- chance to do. And one of those uh, fun days is uh, getting to talk about Alabama sports and Alabama football and so on and so forth. So um, yesterday we did talk a little recruiting with Alabama, um, and we'll we'll be bringing D.C. in to join us here in the second half. But one of the things that that we didn't give any thoughts to or talk to about yesterday was not only is Alabama uh, got two big-time recruits, we had some conversation around, um, you know, whether or not Uh, The athlete out of Mississippi, uh, Mr. Hubbard, would be, you know, what position and whatever. And as we were going off the air, uh, I think we talked about tight end may be a possibility. Uh, And then – but we – and we also – Tony Mitchell, uh, you know, being a big time. But we didn't talk much about the big JUCO – potential JUCO commitment coming – Next Thursday, uh, and uh, you know Alabama uh, has gone out several years in a row and and, and gotten um, commitments or, or dra- grad transfers, etc. Uh, here, here, here's my my version. Is, is this is he going to be much like uh, if we can hit a home run again with uh, Burton? Are we looking at another guy, Malik Benson, uh, the number one JUCO player in the nation? Uh, kind of the same thought process. I can't remember Mason if it was you or Joe that I was talking to. Uh, which one you guys were on when we were talking about it last? The is you know the the grad transfer or not the grad transfer, the transfer portal wide receiver has that hurt guys. From the JUCO ranks, well, here's a guy that I think Alabama and everybody else wants. Uh, uh, what do you think about Alabama's potential to get the, the 6'1 wide receiver, and how big a get would that be early in this recruiting class?
4: Uh, I think it. I think it'll be a big get. Uh, and yeah, it's funny that we we were talking about how this could potentially hurt, and then next thing you know, we're Alabama's in the running for the number one player in the country out of the JUCO ranks. And it's one of those things. You, if you can find a diamond in a rough, you can find a diamond in a rough. You can find a guy who has potential, but maybe didn't get a chance to get on the field at another school, regardless of the reason. Uh, I I think it's a plus. And yeah, you're talking about potentially three years in a row if Burton pans out and Benson commits. Where Alabama has gone out and found a wide receiver with some some level of experience higher than a high school player, Uh, I don't necessarily think it hurts because as you still see, Alabama's got one of the top wide receivers in the 2024 class already committed, the first of that class. So I I think it helps and not necessarily hurts anything in the long run. Yeah. Any
3: any thoughts from you on that, Mason?
4: No, I think I agree with pretty much most of what y'all were saying. I uh, I think Alabama's got a good shot.
3: Yeah, I, I think, you know, the fact that we you know, we got his former teammate, um, you know, uh Miles uh Kitzelman, um, who was a, a, a late Juco pick up at the tight end position. Um I don't think that hurts us any at all. Um and he's a big time playmaker. He averages uh twenty eight point six yards per catch. Um and uh you know, he, he, you, you may be saying, well, if this guy was so good, why did he go to, you know, JUCO? Uh, I, I think sometimes we – when we're, we're talking about players and different things like that, uh, whether it's guys who transfer to any school, from one school to another, um, sometimes that transfer uh, portal or the JUCO route, uh is the best way because when you look at him uh the the type of offense he played in was not a pass offense right uh
4: yeah it was a wing t or triple option wasn't it
3: yeah so he didn't get the opportunity to be a big time wide receiver uh in high school and uh he goes to juco and um and, and so the question now is 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 he as talented as they think? I think he's probably pretty talented if he's the number one overall player and averaging 28.6 yards. That it's hard to uh, average 28.6 yards against air, uh, but, but uh, he was able to do that, which is a record uh, in in JUCO, uh, you know. And and then uh, Curtis Lewis just added, and sometimes you don't have the grades. Uh, and, and and like I said, this kid you know, may have gone to Juco. I think he went to Juco just because, you know, he didn't get – he didn't get the opportunity uh, to catch a lot of balls in high school. Uh, And so uh, could this (laughs) – and you hate to think this. uh, Did Alabama see this guy when they saw uh, Kiltzelman? And Kiltzelman – was a, a player of need, don't get me wrong, Alabama needed a tight end, maybe with some experience, but was Nick Saban looking ahead to this pick as well, guys?
4: I think you look at it and, you know, you hear the story. I, I've heard your story of how your your recruiting process really got started. Coaches came to see another guy. You had a yep. really good game, and it's what got the ball rolling for you. And I think this is probably something very similar that happened with uh, with Malik Benson Bama went to look at a uh, look at Kipsman and you know, they turn around and they see this potential in Benson and now it's led to an opportunity for him to play at a high level. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And, and uh, I didn't get, rec- I, I, you're exactly right. My recruitment started because I played on the team with the parade, all American offensive lineman and, um, and, uh, and like I said, a lot of people were looking at film on him and, uh, I flashed as a ninth grader actually. And, um, cause I got to play in a couple of games after coming up from the old school where ninth graders actually were played with eighth. It was eighth and ninth graders. We called it junior high, not junior varsity, uh, junior high ball, wasn't even a part of the, the varsity. But at the end of the season, you got to come up and I got to play in a couple of games and while I. But, like I said, I don't know that uh, Kisman was necessarily the best tight end is what I was asking. Is it, is it a possibility? Is I know that's probably how the recruiting started, but did Nick Saban – would Nick Saban take a guy who can help his team uh, at, at the also possibility that that guy would help bring in the next player, uh, even if that guy was not necessarily the number one uh get uh if it puts him in a good position who knows we'll find out uh May it's chess, He'll... not checkers do it now it's chess, not checkers <laughs> yeah and and that's the question is 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 and he probably I would say probably so uh with Nick Saban. uh but either way uh Malik Benson good enough in and of his own right and uh we will verify and validate whether uh, Kiltzman is as well as they're, uh, he's already here. Will Benson make that decision on uh, next Tuesday, uh, the fifth? We'll be watching it and reporting it right here on the Martin Houston show. Coming up next, we're going to continue the conversation, uh, bring DC, DC Capstone uh, into that conversation. Uh, we're going to grade out the tight end position, we're going to talk about the Heisman Trophy. Uh, we're going to talk preseason SEC poll. Uh, we'll talk about that and more. Uh, may get DC's thoughts real quick to kick things off uh, about the, the commitments and what we were just talking about. So, um, you know, the uh, – <clears throat> excuse me. And we, we'll, we'll work things uh, through that process. Uh, if uh, you want to be a part of the conversation, you want to give your thoughts, your comments, your ideas – please feel free to put them in chat and we'll work them into, uh, the conversation right here on the Martin Houston show, the sound of Alabama sports, uh, your show, your team up next, right here on the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier
1: tied 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Everything looking pretty good on this Tuesday morning. Now, if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call, 205 886 8886. Now you can get a lifetime warranty on a used vehicle, too, at Towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. See dealer for details. I'm Captain Ray. <laughs> Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partially sunny
0: today, scattered showers and thunderstorms a possibility, mainly this afternoon and early tonight. The high today, 88, the low tonight, 70. Tomorrow, a mix of sun and clouds with scattered showers and storms around. The high at 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at Southmark.com. Design.com.
0: interact with the martin houston show by calling us at 205-342-9904 yeah. tuning into the martin houston show on facebook
3: Welcome back into the Martin Houston show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston show fan page, uh, broadcasting on Tide 100.9, broadcasting on DC Capstone Report this morning as we bring DC back into the conversation. We want to make sure that you are live, local, and with us as we move things throughout uh the morning thank you so much for joining us and we want to welcome in dc dc capstone report good morning dc how you doing sir hey martin we're still trying to get dc connected ah okay all right well uh, dc's not in with us yet but we'll keep working on that um uh, as as we uh move uh across uh, this morning um dc uh i mean not dc but earlier curtis lewis uh X, uh, typed in and said hey uh it's a possibility uh the uh, that the wide receiver and <laughs> the tight end it could be a negative because they then they may not be good teammates so hadn't thought about that angle that's what i love about this show uh, is that you get to bring in so many different perspectives as you bring uh, the listeners uh, and the viewers into the conversation so, that is a definitely a good point, um, but hopefully uh, it's not a negative. There uh, sounds like we got DC, DC, uh, with DC Capstone report. How are you doing this morning, sir?
2: Oh, doing great, Martin. X how are y'all doing this morning?
4: Doing.
3: We're we're both doing well. I mean, I'm doing well. X how are you doing, sir? Uh,
4: doing wonderful. Enjoying life.
3: That's right. All right. Well, D.C., one of the things uh, we are talking about, we'll get your thoughts real quick uh, from yesterday. Um, we had the opportunity to talk a little bit recruiting because Bama uh, finally making a move to big-time recruits over the weekend, three over the last uh, week or so with Wilkin, uh, Form B committing, and then, of course, over the weekend uh, – Hut H- Hubbard from Mississippi, an athlete, quarterback slash DB, and then of course the big get Tony Mitchell. Uh, give us your thoughts on uh, Bama getting those guys and uh, this recruiting class starting to shape up.
2: Oh yeah, definitely starting to shape up, uh, and I'm, I'm excited about Tony Mitchell. I mean, he's, he's number one cornerback, uh, going to great. Uh, could probably play three three places in the secondary. I, I think uh, Coach Saban really excited about him i'm really excited about the hubbard kid out of mississippi time that coach saban personally makes an offer to an athlete he sees something in them and my the background story that i know about this one is that uh, it, one of the, he actually personally made the commitment uh, made the offer for this young kid to commit because of what he saw with him at the camps and and so he's no slacker he i think he's got uh Three stars on some reporting agencies, but he is like the seven A player, of Mr. Football, in Ocean Springs, Mississippi, and does everything—offense, defense—and so I'm excited to see what he can bring. And We we brought some other players in that have been athletes that have been converted to tight ends and and some converted to uh, wide receivers. Some played on defense, so I'm kind of—it's just kind of uh, exciting to see what uh, what the Alabama can do to the, for this young man when he comes in.
3: Uh, absolutely, and then one other conversation. Um, well, well, I, let me circle back on Tony Mitchell. If you were thinking of a player uh, on the, you know, current roster or previous roster under Nick Saban, who does who does Tony Mitchell count, remind you of?
2: Well, uh, to me, it, the way he plays the game, it reminds me of an older older DVAC named Robert Harper uh, that plays Alabama early in the early days. Really sticks his head in there. Really has tall, long coverage. Uh, I think that's that's who he reminds me of. Uh,
3: Good, 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 good observation there. I had said Minka Fitzpatrick yesterday um, as as a possibility, uh, just because of that versatility.
4: Yeah, I I think utility. I'm sorry, I was actually leaning Drake Kirkpatrick because of his length. Yeah, he's
2: got Drake Kirkpatrick got the length. of Drake Kirkpatrick? I think it's kind of a combination of all of those. He's got the hard-hitting ability of Roman Harper, the length of Draper Patrick, and the versatility of, of Minka Fitzpatrick. So, yeah, I think we're all on point on this one.
3: Yeah, and I would say that may explain why <laughs> – uh, why um, – well, I, I'm not going to say – that, that That may be why he was coveted. How about that?
2: <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's one of the reasons everybody was wanting him, especially Texas A&M and a few other SEC schools that made a big push.
3: Absolutely, and last but not least, DC uh, (laughs) regarding the 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 number one uh, Bama potentially um, landing the number one JUCO player uh, out of uh, Hutchinson Community College, uh, looking at getting him over Oregon, Georgia, LSU, and Tennessee. What does Malik Benson uh, bring to uh, potentially bring to this Alabama uh, set? Wide receiver court as we look forward to next year.
2: Well, he's got a high ceiling. First of all, he didn't. Uh, if you know anything about him and his background, I think one of the reasons he went to Juco was he didn't play a lot of wide receiver in high school because of just the scheme that he was in. I he played in a mostly a dominant running offense. Didn't get it much, but when he got the touches, I think he's averaged over 20 yards a catch, which it's hard to do in any whoever you're playing against. So he really comes along a high ceiling to develop in. Now, it's interesting to him is uh, when you think about it, even to be talking about Alabama being a possible leading candidate now, he was really sold on the volunteers. Uh, I think Josh Hoffel had him in for a, a uh, um, visit, and after that visit, pretty much said that the volunteers were his number one team. Uh, and so that kind of changed when he got to Alabama, as, as often it does. I think, uh, hmm. you know, when you get here and see the, the, the places and the people that you're that you dealing with it makes a big difference, and, and I, I think that's one of the things that that Alabama will always have on these other schools. If they can get them on campus and talk personally to Coach Saban and and see the other kids around them, it, it, it'll make a difference, and, and I think it has in his life. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see what's going to happen. I think July the fifth is his uh, is his commitment date. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he picks Alabama, especially he's got we, Miles Kelsman there that uh, he uh he knew from the uh, uh, you know. Work, played with him at the uh, community college there in Hutchinson, Kansas. So it, that that could be a positive, could be a negative if they if they if he's worried about uh, sharing balls with a tight end, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> in, in
3: <that> <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of that tight end, we've been kicking this can uh, for this position grouping for a couple of days. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the tight end position uh, this year's tight end position for the University of Alabama. When you're looking at uh, tight ends, um, we, 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 instead of ranking uh, D.C., we transition. We're just going to give them a grade, and we'll give them what we think uh, their grade is based off of uh, potential uh, experience uh, and athletic talent. And we'll say where we think it's going to be now, and you can give a grade if you think it'll be different, if you think this group will grow and why uh, at the end. So uh, let's give the preseason grade without any additional coaching, without any experience. Where would you put this team? But what do you think that uh, uh, they will come out as? I'll let you go first, D.C. You're talking
2: about a grade for the overall tight end group? Tight
3: end position, yes.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And their coach. coach. Yeah, yeah, Joe Cox, I think, is uh, going to be an excellent uh, coach at the tight end position. I'm looking forward to see what he can do with the players he's got. And this is going to be a challenge because he doesn't have a lot of uh, experience. But a good thing with that is you, you you have an open, clean slate to give everyone an opportunity. And he's got some really good young young talent coming in. So if you go top to bottom, and you got Cameron Latou, which is off, you know, given shown his playmaking abilities, he's he's improved. We're talking about a, com- a convert from a defensive side of the ball that's really made some strides. I think the ceiling is still high for him. So uh, I'd like to see what Joe Cox can do to, to work with him. And then you got Robbie Oots, uh which was used as a H back uh you know mostly last year. I think coming into this year he would bring an uh a, you know an advancement in his abilities and likes what Coach uh, Cox can do with him. And then looking at the just the younger players like Elijah Brown and Amari uh, Nyblack, Danny Lewis, uh and then you got the transfer in, Miles Kisselman, uh who has been known as a playmaker. My question is can can Joe Cox take this team, this team of tight ends, this grouping, and develop them enough. Uh, so that we don't have to move a Kendall Randolph or another large blocker and can these players here fill that void? That I think that's important uh, this year to see if that can happen. So I think ahead of the ahead of the season, preseason grading, I'd give them, I put them at this, uh, right now C plus, a little above average. I think they have a really good opportunity to move into a really good uh, unit, uh, depending on how they respond to the coaching that they get. Uh, Xavier.
4: Yeah, I mean. Not much to disagree with what D.C. had to say. This is a group that doesn't have a lot of in-game experience, a lot of experience at the college level. You're talking about three true freshmen, uh, uh, a true sophomore, a JUCO guy, and then you've got a fifth-year senior that spent the first couple years on campus as a defensive end. But their potential is is what is really impressive about this group. And you see what Latou has been able to do. And becoming that playmaker, that big body tight end that uh, Alabama has gotten a little bit accustomed to with the O.J. Howard, Irv Smith of the world, and then you look at Kilson, who has more experience just at a, at a higher level. But it's really like Elijah Brown and Amari and the But I, I really want to see if they can be a huge part, or you know, be able to contribute to the team this year. But a preseason grade, I'm going to give them a, a, probably a C-plus as well, maybe a B-minus. And I think Joe Cox can come in and develop these younger guys and get them ready to be competitive at the next level.
3: Yeah, and, you know, and I agree uh, with you guys. I might give um a, a C-plus, a, a really high C border on just a B, um, B-minus. But here, here, here's my thoughts, comments, real quick. Cameron Latou has come a long way uh you know and and show flashes last year but but faded a little bit at times uh and were, wasn't able to uh um exert himself and in, uh into you know the playing sometimes he didn't he didn't always show up uh and that that has to improve i think robbie ooch holds the key to whether or not this group uh, gets a higher grade for me at the end of the year for this reason. I, I just think it hurts our offense when you have to run Kendall out there exclusively. And, and what I mean by that is um, if every time you want to really dominate the end line of the scrimmage uh, and you have to bring him in um then then you know it, it just helps the defense and against lesser opponents that that's okay. Against elite defensive talent, not so much. And so the question then becomes can Alabama be better uh if Robbie Oots is blocking. I think Kisselman gives you that option as well. And I, I could see some potential three three tight end formation in the in the likes of Georgia uh now, Ooch uh, would be Washington. And I think you have Gilbert and uh, um, Hewitt, but both of those guys are probably, are not probably, are more talented than Kiltzelman and Latou. But you still have that, that option. I think we will have that uh, some. So with that said, I think this tight end group can make the offense better. And then if the young guys come along, uh, the uh, Ny Black and uh, Brown, then you may also uh, have some guys who can play uh, in space as well uh, from the tight end position. So uh, exciting. I, I mean, it's, it's it's probably as exciting to watch this group as much as anyone since they have a new coach uh, to see what they're going to be able uh, to do and bring to the table. So uh, so overall, uh, I think we're all giving them uh, a C. So that that, that kind of verifies that we think this group has a – a lot of potential because you're not gonna win a national championship with a bunch of c-rated athletes or a group that's rated out as a c if they don't improve so i'm gonna say they have to improve for alabama uh to to get into that national championship rank that's my thoughts uh if you agree or disagree you're welcome to call us up at 205-342-9904 uh you can talk to myself x and dc Coming back on the other side, D.C., we want to talk to you about this preseason SEC poll uh, that ranks uh, the teams in order uh, and also about the players who made that poll, uh, Alabama landing six on the first team. We'll talk about that more right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. Remember, Alabama One. Go check them out, Alabama Alabama1.org. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to offer, but we're down to the last couple of days of of our second quarter promotion. You can um, you can definitely move forward uh, with that offer uh, up until the end of the month. And hey, listen, if you work or play, you can get a great loan, great uh, rate, potentially as low as one point nine nine restrictions do apply. But if you qualify for the loan, get the loan uh, on the books, then guess what? You can win a big green egg. All you have to do is apply online at alabama1.org or stop by one of our branch locations, and one of our team members will be glad to assist you. More conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier.
0: This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update.
4: With your Tide Sports Update, I'm Mason Woods. Owen Diodotti, who announced his intention to transfer from Alabama in May, has announced he will suit up for the Oregon Ducks in 2022. Diodotti batted 242 for the Tide last season and hit eight home runs, the third most on the team. Two former Alabama softball players also announced where they will be playing next season after entering the transfer portal. Dallas Goodnight is set to join the Georgia Bulldogs, and Savannah Woodard will enroll at Liberty next season.
1: This has been a Town
0: Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Let it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks. Everything looking pretty good on this Tuesday morning. Now, if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call, 205 886 8886. Now you can get a lifetime warranty on a used vehicle too at Towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. See dealer for details. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I
3: want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99 going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the
0: Into Tide 10.9 for more of the Martin Houston Show with Martin Houston and XSO Sports Xavier Houston.
3: Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with uh X's and O, David Houston. I'm Martin Houston, and we're joined by our weekly guest, DC, DC Capstone Report. DC, tell them where uh, they can find you.
2: Well, you can find us at DCCapstoneReport.com, DC uh, Capstone Report Facebook page. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, DavidCott50. You can also check out Lance Shore's other sites, RollTideBama.com and FreelancePictures.com. This past week, Lance put up some uh, new downloadable uh, for your cell phone Alabama schedules with a, with a good free to everyone to download. So go, out, go to our site and check it out and download your free Alabama schedule for your cell phone.
3: Yeah, and if you go check out some of Lance's pictures for uh, com, you're going to find some great pictures, uh, different angles, different perspectives and uh, that you can use uh, for – Different things as far as your tweets, your texts, your uh posts, etc. So, uh, great resource there, and of course, uh, the podcast will be kicking back off as we roll closer to uh the season. All right, DC, uh, man, uh, the, the 76th annual uh preseason, um. Poll came out, uh, put out by AL.com slash Birmingham News, 76 years and counting. Um, You know, uh, I think first time in like 28 years, uh, someone different is handling the voting. But uh, the results for for the top teams really not that different and uh, no shocker on the players. But let's talk a little bit, uh, guys, Um, uh, Alabama puts Bryce Young, and uh, Emil Ikior on the offensive side of the ball, and uh, they put um, uh, Byron Young. Um, that, that's kind of a surprise to me, um, not because he's not he, – he hadn't shown a potential flash. You just hadn't heard him talked about in that way much in all season. Will Anderson, uh, Eli Rick, and Jordan battle on uh, the, the first team. And when I look at this um uh, one of the guys I do have concern over uh because he's getting major love, he's the top 10 pick when you look at some of the scouting reports and just getting all types of love. but we have not seen this guy play in over a year uh, and he um he also uh has not i mean he didn't he didn't pop when he stepped foot on campus here uh Uh, what what are the likelihood that Eli Ricks lives up to the hype Um, and do do you have any concerns with with him in terms of getting all this love but yet we haven't seen anything since he touched down in in the cap zone
2: well for me you know the proof is in the pudding if you will that's what I've always believed I haven't seen him play and seen him play over a year so I'm not really buying into the hype. I have no doubt that he's a great player. He wouldn't have been at LSU or Alabama if he wasn't a great player. But, uh, you know, Alabama's got some really good defensive backs. So yeah. for, him, for him to crack this uh, starting lineup or to even crack a place to play, in my opinion, we're premature in just giving him a, a starting position because I think it's a lot harder than that at the University of Alabama. You know, Martin, what I was going to say about all these, you're talking about improving from year to year one of the good things about the NIL that I've noticed is that you have greater access to players now than you've ever had for people like us. Uh, and uh, if you, if you're sleeping on getting into these things like the players, uh, re, uh, you know, where you go in the players lounge and you can talk to them and that sort of thing, then you're missing on a great wealth of information. And yesterday I, I was able to sit in and listen to Tyrion Arnold Arnold uh, speak. And uh, you know, you don't hear his name, off and around, but you're talking about a young man who has used his year at Alabama wisely to improve himself, get his head on straight, and he began to talk about some players on the team, and uh, you know, he talked about a lot of good players in the defensive backfield, and he's excited about the players that, he, that he's that he got, and he talked about a lot of folks that, that a lot of folks aren't talking about, and so I think you don't don't just automatically pencil in Eli Ricks to to be starting. Let's see how that develops during the, the that's my, that's my take
3: on thing, Xavier, you have any thoughts on the Eli Rick thing? I mean, I, I, I totally agree with his talent. I just want to see it transferred to Tuscaloosa.
4: Yeah, when, when you look at Eli Rick, it, it is partially hype off of how great of a freshman year he had. You're talking about a guy that was a freshman All-American, one of the best corners in the league. And you look at how Alabama struggled, at the end of the season, with Josh Job and Jalen Armar Davis being banged up, and then you look at how Kool-Aid McKentry and uh, Kyrie Jackson performed in the national championship game, give, both of them giving up big plays. Uh, so I, I think that plays into the narrative of why we think he'll be re- he'll be a starter and things like that. Now, if he comes, if he continues to. Re- he you know, he's coming off of a shoulder injury. If he continues to progress and move forward in the way that we think he can, I don't see why there isn't a reason he doesn't get the love. So I think that's a little bit of it. You're talking about the end of the season versus how uh his performance before his uh shoulder injury. And I think that's why he's as hyped up as he is
3: yeah and and that's the thing is he definitely has the talent level but but he's gonna have to beat out malachi Moore. he's gonna he's gonna have to beat out uh kool-aid mckinstry he's gonna have to beat out several guys that 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 are not bad players i mean you know i mean he's not the starter yet he hasn't broken into the starting lineup but we have him and, and like i said i know it's based off of talent um I will, I will say that uh, I was going to go in a little different direction, but um, get your guys' thoughts on uh, uh, something that Curtis Lewis said. He said, my concern is with Toa Toa. I love his leadership, but want to see more of a total player, especially his coverage skills. Can Toa Toa um, start this season off building off of the way he ended last year? I think he struggled with being around talent. And I know that sounds crazy, but I think he was trying to do too much instead of just playing the game um, because he came from Tennessee where he couldn't trust the guys around him to do their jobs, which made him a little hesitant here. And he seemed to be coming out of that. But what are your guys' thoughts on Toa Toa? And the question, him being a total player, especially his coverage skills, can can he take that next step this offseason?
2: In my opinion, I think he can. I think I think he's been here a long enough now to be able to trust his teammates, and uh, I think this year is shaping up for one of the best uh, middle linebacker, uh, you know, tam- tandems in Toa Toa, um, Moody and Deontay Lawson. I'm I'm excited about about what they can do, and I think the Toa Toa makes the next step here. I I understand what Curtis Lewis is saying. I, I I've seen that in the past, but I think he played timid. Uh, and I don't think he played up to his his full potential, uh, and I don't think he was always on the go. And that's another thing I've learned in listening to some of these players talk. You know, there's a big big improvements taking place on the team this year, both in attitude and in off season workouts and and zoned in. And I think sometimes that was a problem with Totoa, is being zoned in on every play. Uh, and I think that, I think that he's going to improve on that.
4: Yeah, when you look at Toto, I, I think it's right on the head when you look at how he was try, at times trying to do too much. At times, he was a little little like reserved and not really trusting the guys around him. But we saw him come, come out of that towards the end of the season, and I think that's just going to continue to progress. And he, he's with he's been with these guys for a year now. He trusts them, so I think he's going to just be that athlete that we know that he is, be that playmaker and run the defense and trust the guys around him.
3: Absolutely. One one more quick thing kind of from a you guys, um, you know, we got uh uh Bryce Young um with Alabama on offense, Emily Kior on offense. I am I, I'm gonna tell you a guy that I absolutely love that doesn't get a lot of love uh is Javion uh Cohen, um, I, I think he's going to be a, a difference maker. We see Jamar Gibbs sitting at second team. Um, what guy do you see that's not on this list maybe or a guy on this list in the second group that you see may jump up uh, to uh, that first group?
2: you talking about on offense?
3: Either one. Either 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 or.
2: Oh so either on offense or defense. I think the Correct. guy that I think the guy on defense to look for is Chris Braswell. I think he's gonna be uh the star that jumps off the page this year. and know it's gonna be hard to shine around Dallas Turner and, and uh Will Anderson, but I think by far from every person I've spoken with on off season workouts and what he's done, uh he has opportunity to just really flash this year, uh in a in a role that's been created for him. Uh, that that's really gonna move him up in the ranks.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look. At the, in the <laughs> <laughs> Go I, I'm
4: gonna look. I'm gonna look at the uh, offensive side of the ball, and when I see a guy, and this all depends on how healthy he is <clears throat> after his injury. But that's Jace McClure. I feel like we, a lot of people have forgotten just the talent level that we've seen from this guy in the in the limit of limited snaps that he's had over two years. But I think if he can be healthy, you're not going to – everybody's going to owe it. It's just going to be the Jameer Gibbs show and things of that nature. But I truly believe Jace McClellan, you're going to have a situation, if he's healthy, of when Alabama had two really high-end running backs that could do a lot of the same things and had a few differences in their game that stand out to you uh Eddie Lacy, TJ Yellen, and Mark Ingram, Trent Richardson. I think you could uh, – Damien Harris, Bo Scarborough. I think you could see that type of duo this year if, he, if Jace is healthy.
3: All right. Yeah, well, it's quite a few guys. Maybe we can pick up this conversation even more. Uh, I, I Like I said, I would not be – if Cohen makes it on there. Uh, I like the way the young man plays the game. Um, I know it's harder for offensive linemen to break in if they're not already talked about, but uh, um, there, there, there's definitely some, some more options there. Kool-Aid McKinstry not on the list in the first two groups. could easily see him uh, as one of those guys uh, that jumps up uh, into that first group and uh, would not be surprised from a kicker standpoint uh, if our very own kicker doesn't make it. As well, and then hey, listen, return specialist. That may be High Gibbs or one of the Alabama guys gets onto the list as well. So we'll watch that. But coming back on the other side, we're gonna have the Alabama One Insurance Two Minute Warning, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the preseason rankings and Alabama sitting atop the polls once again for the tenth straight year. More on the Martin Houston Show up next.
1: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Everything looking pretty good on this Tuesday morning. Now, if you do see conditions throughout the day that folks need to hear about, just give me a call. 205 886 8886. Now you can get a lifetime warranty on a used vehicle, too, at Towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. See dealer for details. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning. Protest of last Friday's Roe v. Wade rollback by the U.S. Supreme Court continue to cross Alabama and the nation. Yesterday, a group of sign waving Tuscaloosa Northport and Birmingham residents made their views known in front of the downtown federal courthouse building. Some Democrats in Congress are demanding the conservative justices be impeached. Others want to expand the court to give it a liberal majority. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news sports and weather coverage. It's free. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show,
3: and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom sized stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that.
0: on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: All right, hey, let's close things out with a flash right here. Hit the ground running, across the goal line. Hey, uh, it's time for us to talk a little bit. All SEC uh, from the team standpoint, or not all SEC, but the uh, predicted order of finish for the SEC from bottom to top. Not not going to waste any time there. We know who's in the bottom. Let me let me read the bottom six. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, Old Miss undoubtedly falling out of people falling out of love with Old Miss. Uh, bottom seven, I should say. Uh, I can't get it right. Old Miss, Florida, Auburn, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. If Auburn ends up there uh, in the bottom uh, 10, uh, finishing 10th in the conference, are we looking at a new coach at Auburn? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. i think
2: it's i think it's top tier or gone uh this year i think that's already tables already been set for that
3: i i think so too and i think the ad will be gone with him uh yes. but anyway alabama number one georgia number two texas number a&m number three arkansas number four kentucky number five tennessee number six lsu number seven what's the biggest shocker um In the top seven, is it Tennessee uh, or Arkansas being in the top six?
2: (laughs) Mm, I think, to me, Tennessee is a a little shocking, and and Arkansas being the fourth-best team, according to the writers is a little little shocking to me.
3: Yeah, Uh, I
4: I find it shocking. They got LSU over
3: Auburn. You think LSU being over Auburn is a shocker?
4: A little bit. I mean, we haven't seen much from LSU the last two years and things of that nature. And to put them over a team that, that uh, – it's just shocking to me. I, that That's a little bit – just because of what we've seen from LSU. Yeah. I mean, I think Auburn, I think, Auburn
3: lost – Auburn won uh, about six six or seven games last year. Uh, I think you're looking at how Auburn played against Alabama. Auburn was horrible last year. They
4: just almost – Oh, no. Us. They, they – they, they, but they, if you, Auburn was, you know, a hat, ha, you know, halves away from being, you know, a nine ten 10 win team when you look back at it. But when you look at LSU, they were, you know, besides how good they played against Alabama, they weren't yeah, competitive a lot. They had a lame duck coach coaching a lot of
3: talent. Uh, so. Uh, you know, that I think that's what I think that LSU's getting what they get because LSU has plenty of talent and LSU got a good coach. Uh and, and I think that and, LSU bump
2: right. is because of their coach. I, I don't yeah. I don't really see them finishing that high in my opinion. Simply because yeah. I don't I think it takes a little and I think it's a little it's a little shock when you start changing the culture the way he's changed the culture at L S U. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and once again, Alabama getting virtually all the first-place votes. This is Alabama's 10th year in a row to be picked number one. Think about that for a second. And 13 of Alabama's 14 years since they have uh, started being in the top at the only time they weren't picked. It was 2015 and then Auburn was picked, but that year Alabama was picked to win the SEC championship. Don't know how that works, but but anyway, any, any thoughts or comments on this overall ranking, DC, that you like to close it out with?
2: Well, I, I just think that Alabama being uh, ranked as is, is, is where they are has become, you know, what we expected for us. But I think everyone out there sees the talent that Alabama has this year, that this was the year that Alabama should uh, make it all the way. And, and, and last year, they made it all the way on the talent they had. So we, this ought to be a year we win it all.
4: Any closing thoughts, Seth? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. <clears throat> excuse me, I think Alabama's gonna run away with it again. I think this team is a slightly improved from last year's team, and that team was a quarter away from a national championship. So I think they'll run it again.
3: Right, I think Alabama and Georgia both sit atop their respective divisions. Alabama uh, had to fill a couple gaps. Georgia has to replace 15. NFL draft picks, much less all the other guys. Uh, Alabama returns their quarterback. Georgia returns their quarterback. We took their wide receiver. We got a running back from the state of Georgia. We improved tremendously. I think there's a gap right now between Alabama and Georgia just based on expectations. Could Georgia catch it? Possibly. But I do think that they got it right in the two division champs as well as... Uh, who's gonna win the whole thing? Uh, DC, we appreciate you being a part of the show, sir. Uh, we'll catch up with you uh, on, on next week, and thanks for all you do and bring to the show.
2: Well, great to be on the show today. Uh, thank you all for letting me be on, and I'll give you a shocker before I leave. I don't know that Georgia repeats as the Eastern Vision champion. We'll see.
3: Ah, we'll talk about that next week then. Absolutely. Uh, Have a great uh, we'll, day, we'll talk have a great day and roll tide X, We'll get with you and uh, we, we may talk a little bit about that. But hey, for the Martin Houston show with Martin and Xavier, uh, we're out of here. That was DC DC capstone report. Remember this trust in the Lord always lean not your own understand Always acknowledge him and he will direct your past. Roll tide out there, everybody.